Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Golden Astrologer Podcast. This is Deb McBride, and I am broadcasting from lovely Escazú, Costa Rica, on Sunday, the 21st of May in the year 2023. And I can't believe it's May 21st. It's, it, you know, I think about this and I think, wow, like I know I do this only once a week, right? So there's this week in between. And I think about this and I think, I just told people it was April 30th and it was going to be Monday, the 1st of May. How can we already be at the 21st? Well, it's been three weeks, but but it feels like 10 minutes, <laughs> three minutes, you know, not three weeks, three minutes. So here we are. It is the 21st of May. And you'll recall that last week, if you tuned in last week, that uh, a few things happened in the past week. And one of them was that Jupiter was going into Taurus. Now, Jupiter entered Taurus on Tuesday the 16th and will be there till next May of 2024, around the end of the month. So it's going to be there. It's going to be there for over a year. And Jupiter going into Taurus is lots of things. And it is an expansion, an awareness. It's going to be a big openness to all things Taurian. Now, Taurus rules things like money and security and nature and all the comforts in our lives. That could be anything from comfort food to uh, a comfortable chair to something usually very physical. Okay, yes, there are habits and patterns that we have that are comforts as well. But I think when we talk about the comforts of Taurus, we talk about the incredible sensuousness of Taurus, which is a warm blanket, a comforting cup of tea, comfort food, a cozy blanket. And depending where you are in this world, you know, you could be in a place where you need a cozy blanket right now. And it may be that uh, you are experiencing the comfort of coming home every day is like you have a new appreciation for that it can be it can be very simple because the simplicity of Taurus is also implied here Taurus likes things to be simple comforting they're not complicated in that respect they 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 can have obviously complications in their life as we all do but Taurus is about the simplicity, the security, and the abundance. You know, when you feel comfortable and you're comfy, cozy in something, you feel abundant, right? If you're cozying up with a nice hot cup of hot chocolate and a cozy blanket and a good book, you're, you're feeling abundant, right? Doesn't that feel abundant? If you have a nice cozy blanket, doesn't that feel like you've got the world, like you're wrapped up in the world? So this is, this is the loveliness that we experience with Taurus and the coziness and the comfort and the, and the warmth that Taurus brings us. And, you know, in the Northern Hemisphere, it's springtime and it's the flowers are blooming and Mother Nature is at her finest show and she's showing you all the cherry blossoms and the lilacs right now and... We don't have lilacs in Costa Rica. We have other things. But but it is important to revel in those beautiful moments of blossoming, the Venusian blossoming of, of nature at this time. So Jupiter is just enhancing all of that, just bringing it 
open and exciting and delicious and cozy and all those yummy things that Jupiter and Taurus brings us. Now, Jupiter, if you recall last week, I mentioned that Jupiter is going to be challenging Pluto. And I talked about this on Instagram the other day. And Jupiter, being the expansive, abundant planet, was squaring Pluto and is still really kind of squaring Pluto, even though Jupiter's moved away from Pluto a little bit. Jupiter and Pluto were a square on Wednesday, exactly. That was the 17th. And it was uh, also accompanied by the moon. So the moon went into Taurus on Wednesday morning in my region of the world, in the eastern region of the world. And Jupiter received a conjunction from the moon um, at 8.47 a.m. Eastern Time. And <laughs> so it wasn't just Jupiter getting involved with Pluto. It was the moon also getting involved. So it was like this big experience, right? So... <laughs> I wrote about frustration and spoke about frustration on Instagram on Wednesday. And it was, it was like, it was too much. It was just too much because Jupiter's big, right? But it's when there's a square to Pluto, which is about transformation, there's like something, you know, you're trying to get something accomplished. So on Wednesday, I, I felt the need to take my computer to the Mac shop here because it was not closing. It's a laptop. It wasn't closing. And I'm like, oh my God oh my God, I just replaced the battery in October. This can't be a swollen battery. How could that be? So when I got there, thankfully, it was only some corrosion in the screws on the, the lid, the case. So they cleaned all of that for me. So great. But I went there. I spent like half an hour waiting for it. And then once I got out with a clean bill of health, it was good. I had to run other errands. I had to pick up contact lenses. I ran around. I did things. It was so hot. I came back home. I had enough time to eat lunch and get on the computer for my class that I had with my coach, only to find the camera wasn't working. <laughs> so fortunately, I have a USB camera. And I had to go after my class back to the Mac shop to show them that the camera wasn't working and then I had to go off and walk for 20 minutes because they were gonna have to open it up and look inside and um so now I'm out in the heat walking around after running errands after being in class after <laughs> this is the second time I'm at the Mac workshop and here I am this is talk about the frustrations of Jupiter square Pluto accompanied by the moon it was just like, oh, God, what is this? And they said, you know, when we opened it up, we found some corrosion around the wires that connect the camera. And so naturally, when you stir things up, when they cleaned the other screws that were, uh, you know, in the, ca the case works fine now. It opens and closes really easily. But thank God it wasn't the battery. And, and thank God it could have been so much worse. So they just said, no, we just have to solder this back on, but we have to get the parts. So now I'm just waiting for the parts. So here we are. Here we are. And I, so this was Wednesday. I was running back and forth twice to, in the heat to the Mac workshop. And the first time I walked there, cause it's walkable, but the second, I was like, I'm taking an Uber. This is like, I'm not doing this again because it's too hot. I've been walking all day. Do you know? And I posted, I posted on Instagram stories how much I walked on Wednesday and I walked five miles. 
<laughs> between walking there, walking back, walking back a second time, because I just, I, the first time I just wanted to get there. Well, the second walk there, I just wanted to get there. So I took the car. But it was, it was frustrating. It was frustrating. And then there were other things that were frustrating that day. And so I was so tired. I was so tired. I just really kind of chilled out on Wednesday night, which is, you know, the good thing to do. Now, that was one component of it. Yesterday, our friend Mars went into the sign of Leo. Jupiter is at zero Taurus. Or it was, and now it's at one degree Taurus. Pluto is at zero Aquarius, where it's been since it entered on March 23rd. And now Mars, the planet of war, the planet of confidence, the planet that, you know, stirs the pot, is now in Leo. Now, Mars likes Leo. It went into Leo yesterday. It likes Leo. It, it's fire. It's a fiery planet and a fiery sign. This is good for Mars. And it's better for us than Mars being in Cancer. However, once it stepped into Leo yesterday morning, it really started to activate the Jupiter-Pluto some more, and then activate an opposition with Pluto and Aquarius. Now, that exact aspect became relevant last night, 12 hours after Mars went into Leo. And I mentioned this last week that this was going to happen. And so, yes, um, I did things like kept my cat from going back outside for the 15th time yesterday. I was like, no, at night she was wanting to go back out. I'm like, you've been out all day. I'm not letting you go back out at night again when we've got a Mars-Pluto happening because, you know, cats can get, uh, like, you know, beaten up by raccoons and stuff. We have a lot of raccoons around here. So I let her out for a little while. She went up on the roof. She disappeared. I had to call her, you know. And then finally she wanted to go out again. I'm like, no, 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 no. We're staying home. We're being cuddly. You're not going out in the garden. You know, if I could keep her in the garden and not running up on the roof, that would be one thing. Don't get me wrong. I like that she climbs the roof. It, roof, it means she's active and agile and all. But on a Mars-Pluto, when there's raccoons around, and they were loud last night, thankfully I kept her in. So I said, I always say to her, aren't you glad we're in here, that we're together here, as opposed to being, like, outside with, like, crazy raccoons and things? So, okay. That was minor. So um, it has been another exercise in frustration I have found. And... The Mars-Jupiter-Pluto arrangement is a little just too much. And I posted a short story on Instagram on Friday night saying, you know, it's a lot right now. Just keep keep your head and get some rest. And it was important for us to get some rest. I was very just agitated yesterday and fell asleep very late. So it's it's not comfortable. It's not comfortable uh, this this arrangement it is what we call a t-square it's mars opposite pluto and both of them squaring jupiter now jupiter has moved on and mars will move on and tomorrow night in my region of the world at 11 13 p.m mars will square jupiter and if you're on the east coast it will be 1 13 a.m on tuesday so i think it's it's an in-between tomorrow and tuesday that this mars is going to provoke jupiter now that can be good it can be good. You know, Jupiter's always good. It expands our horizons. It expands our awareness. But Mars squaring Jupiter is not comfortable. It's squares are frustration. And 
you know, so then we had this, you know, Mars and Pluto and this Jupiter and Pluto, and now it's Mars, Jupiter and Pluto. And, and there's a place where all of this energy spills out and it's in the sign of Scorpio. And if you have Scorpio planets, or if you have something in Scorpio, or if you're got a Scorpio, you are a Scorpio, you got Scorpio ascendant or something, you're going to feel this because all of that energy, all that fixed energy is dumping into Scorpio. And so fixed people like myself are definitely feeling this. And I think we're all feeling this. It's just been one frustration after another. Oh, and here's something really hilarious. And it's not, it's not hilarious, but it, you know, so I just told you about my computer, right? So I have this water ionizer last Sunday I got up and it wasn't working it's like okay but it's 13 years old like Deb it's time it bit the dust I had the water ionizer the computer my no touch you know emotion sensitive trash can that's not even a year old all of it gave me a problem this week then I talked to someone today, their kitchen scale is broken. Here on the other side, the dryer was broken. The washing machine had to be refilled. It's just like everything mechanical has been breaking. And so this has been like in three different areas. I've been hearing people talk about this. So it's it's been very weird. So definitely there's frustrations. It's like when you have machines and they don't work, it's like, ah, please, not, not a, just one machine, like three machines. So... Um, this is where we are right now. We're in some frustrations. We're in some expansion of horizons. We have to, and, and the other thing about Jupiter is it wants us to elevate. It wants us to step up and above and out. Okay. Uh, just where you can step up and look at it from a bird's eye view, from a perspective of, reaching for the stars in the sky and looking down at all of this and just saying, you know what, these are just silly human things. There's a lot of pride involved because Mars is in Leo and Leo's always about pride. So this expression of pride and the expression of um, frustration and your pride being part of what's in the way is very is very intense right now so it's too much it's a lot it's sometimes it's just better to go take a nice hot bath go for a walk go see other things look around go just look in windows go look at nature go just go just walk do something different and I've had all this work to do um for my class that I'm in and so it finishes very soon and I had one more sequence to make on Instagram, which I'm like sort of struggling with, I think, because I'm just tired. It's just, it's been a long, complicated week. And if you're feeling tired, that is just normal right now. And just be patient with yourself right now. In the meantime, so we've got another, like another day of this, and then it's going to start to break up, then it's going to start to move. Um, the moon does go into Leo on Wednesday. And so there may be a few more triggers, but I think things will have start to move, have been moving enough at that point so that we're going to be starting to not necessarily feel that we are um, trapped as much as we are. You know, these T-squares and things, they can feel very trapping. And, you know, <laughs> Mars Pluto, Mars Pluto doesn't ever let us like calm down. <laughs> 
I know, I'm telling you to go for a walk, take a hot bath, do something for yourself. And it's just like, it is so intense. And I found myself today, like saying, how do I like get out of the ruminations of my mind, you know? So it's been, it's been really, really quite intense. So I am hoping that as we progress through this week, we will get past all these agitations and we step out and step into our lives more. Now, this can be extremely creative and also very resilient. And, you know, Mars and Pluto are very nice for like deep creativity, you know. Um, They're also good for very deep anger, too. (laughs) But we want to try to channel that energy as something different, as creativity, as passion, as, you know, doing something with our creative juices that is that is a passionate thing, you know, whether whether that's swimming or walking or or creating, deeply creating something, writing, you know, designing something. And so that's that's part of it. And so we move through these things over these next few days, trying to keep ourselves together and intact and not allowing the anger to get the better of us, the frustrations to get the better of us. And we move into other things this week. So um, we are now in Gemini season, and that's a lot lighter than Taurus. So, you know, I talked about the comforts of Taurus, and now, now we're in Gemini. And so this is now the next month the sun will be in Gemini, and it is ruled by Mercury, who is still a little bit slow. And the thing about Gemini is its duality. It's our ability to hold duality, our ability, our ability to connect with what's um, dual in our life and different energies that are of the same nature. Like it's the twins, right? So the energies of duality and and Gemini, Sagittarius, Virgo, and Pisces are all mutable signs, but they are also what we call dual signs, and they have a duality. And, you know, it's important to be able to hold the duality in our lives, the oppositions, the the things that are not necessarily all flowing in one direction. We have to hold a little bit of this and a little bit of that. And you would think that's Libra's job, right? So that, But that's more about balance. This is just sort of holding the energy. Gemini wants to speak. Gemini wants to think, write, communicate. And so with right now, the moon is in Gemini and it's leaving. It's, it's going to go into Cancer later this evening. But, you know, the moon in Gemini, which is now with you know, making a challenge to Neptune, which is, you know, sort of at threads with things, you know, being at threads with things. It's, 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 there's some more air in the sky. So the moon is, the moon is leaving, has been in Gemini most of the weekend. And, but the sun is going to stay in Gemini for the next month. And it is making a very nice relationship to Pluto right now. So this is good because if Pluto is in this kerfuffle with, with, Jupiter and Mars, at least the sun is giving us some highlight and showing us the, where the light is in this because the sun is speaking sweetly to Pluto and also to Mars. And so this is, this is helpful. The sun in Gemini is helpful. It's not antagonizing the situation. It's giving us some um, extra, 
extra benefits and support, okay? So this is something we need. And the best way out of that kerfuffle is communication. It's communication. It's speaking. It's speaking your mind. And if, you know, there's no one to speak your mind to because it's not involving a someone else or a something else, sit down and write. Sit down and write. And write it out. Journal it out. Write on some paper, just any old thing. Just write your feelings out. Burn them if you have to. And we are, you know, we are now in this period after the new moon, which was Friday. And that allows us to like write out things, set intentions, you know, set intentions and, and put the intentions to clear things out in the world too. So if you want to write anything down that you want to clear, move it out, move it out of your field. And Gemini likes when things are moving. Gemini is like impatient and tapping its fingers on the table and, and sitting there saying like, what's taking so long, you know, and don't worry about that. Just move energy, move energy. And Gemini loves that communication factor. So if you got it, if you if you're into, say, chanting, you know whether it's chanting a Hindu chant or something, maybe it's important for you to chant. Um, maybe it's important for you to sing. You know, maybe it's important for you to call a friend or speak or just express through verbal, written communication things. Even if you're even if you're writing it all down and you're just going to wind up burning it or just tossing it afterwards, it doesn't matter as long as you get the information out of your being because something needs to be expressed right now. And that's what that's the good thing about Gemini. It helps us express things. Sometimes Taurus, they might not have the words. And, you know, there hasn't been a lot of air in the sky since it was air season back in, you know, January, February. And the sun has moved into an air sign and like i said it's speaking very well to pluto and aquarius so those are those are buddies now as we move into the other days this week um wednesday the 24th we're getting venus making a square to chiron venus is in cancer she likes to be in cancer it's a good place for her but she will definitely challenge chiron so that is a time of sort of smoothing over, trying to smooth over our wounds, being aware of our wounds, getting awakened to some things that might have felt wounded or wounds of our past. And it could be ancestral wounds too, because Venus and Cancer could be the ancestors. And so there is some work to be done this week and some awareness to have this week as we try to heal something that might feel a little bit like an ouch this week and we tried to smooth things over and I don't know that that's going to be comfortable or easy now that's happening on Wednesday when the moon is going into Leo which is going to trigger Mars and oppose Pluto and get involved with this Jupiter Pluto Mars thing that we have going on and that's going to all be early part of the day and then Venus will be later in the evening squaring Chiron so I think the day this week to be very aware is Wednesday. And as we move into the rest of the week and the moon moves into Virgo and then gets into a, a smoother relationship with Jupiter, as opposed to where it is on Wednesday, then I think those energies are going to lighten up. So I really think that this first couple days 
is going to be the hardest part of this week or the most complicated. And then we're going to move into things smoothing out as the week and then the weekend comes. We are finished with eclipses. As of the new moon last Friday, the day before yesterday, we are finished with the eclipse energy. Now, the eclipses themselves were finished a little over two weeks ago, but this kicks out the eclipse period. And let me tell you, I don't know if you did, but I noticed things that came up on Friday that were relative to things that happened during the eclipse. And stuff that I remember a couple weeks ago, I had some like intense things going on. They uh, came up and I had a final note of those things just on Friday. But I feel like um, it isn't something that is going to be in our way anymore. We're not going to have those eclipse energies with us and we're just moving past all of that. So that's good news. That's good news. The new moon brought us to a place of newness. Now, I felt I felt some very strong energies with this new moon signaling a new beginning. And I think it was a very strong new beginning. And it's interesting because it wasn't like with Jupiter or something, but it was making a trine to Pluto. It was, it was like out of sign trine, which is a nice smooth aspect. I really feel like that was a signal that new moon was powerful enough to be a signal to take us to the next chapter after everything that we've been through in the last month, month and a half. So we can breathe a sigh of relief. We can say goodbye to the eclipses. We don't have to get uh, triggered by them anymore. And we're done. We're done with that stuff. So again, we will have eclipses in six months. That will be October. And we don't have to worry about any of that until October. Then we still have some things like Saturn still in Pisces and it's going to be there for a while and the sun is now in Gemini and next Sunday when we meet again, the sun will be squaring Saturn for the first time since Saturn has entered Pisces. It was, you know, a moment there when, um, well, the sun and Saturn conjunct in Aquarius and then, you know, they haven't really challenged one another since then and so now Saturn and the sun will be um, in a little square, a little challenge with one another next Sunday. So I think that's the only other real um, stress point of the week. But it's Sunday, and it happens all the time. The Sun and Saturn challenge one another on a regular basis throughout the year. So it's not like it's going to be uh, the, what we're feeling right now with Jupiter, Pluto, and Mars. <laughs> and they're in separate signs. They're not in this fixed stuff. And they are, they're just going to move through it. We might feel some other types of frustration, but it might be in a different area of our lives. The idea now is to move forward, okay? The idea now is to let go of everything that's been going on and to keep moving forward. Gemini likes to move forward. It's not, it's an impatient sign. It's not sitting around waiting for things to happen. It gets itchy and it wants to keep moving. So that's where we are now. We're not in that sluggishness and Mars is in Leo now. And so this is good because we've got some fire in the sky, but as we move through these next couple days and we get past this thing with this T-square, we're going to start feeling a lot better. Okay, and Jupiter is going to conjunct the North Node. Now, that exact aspect will not happen until about the 1st of June, which we'll talk about more next week, but this is an upcoming powerful aspect. The last time this happened was 2016. And if you remember where you were, 
at the beginning of 2016, it's, it hung around for a while because Jupiter and the North Node met and Jupiter went retrograde at the North Node. So new directions were very prominent during that time in 2016. There had been a new moon with Pluto and Capricorn back in 2016 in January. And then Jupiter and the North Node were con connecting because they were at the end of Virgo back in 2016 and so this is this there was some newness and new directions and and significant new directions that happened at that time now I believe that there's more significance to this as well this doesn't happen very often and it's an important aspect to look at because Jupiter is expansion as we know and it's coming to the north node which is the direction of fulfillment in the direction we're supposed to be going in and the direction that is going to bring us away from the old habits die hard of the south node and this is all happening in Taurus so uh, look at your chart where that Jupiter is. If you know, people have written to me in the last weeks and stuff and said, oh, I know where Jupiter is. I know where Jupiter's going. Good. And pay attention because that node, and it's interesting because, of course, we had eclipses at the south node and stuff. Jupiter going to the node, it's not going to be like an eclipse again, but it is a component, the nodes, of what happens during eclipses, meaning that they are important points. They aren't something, well, big deal, Jupiter goes to the North Node. This is important. This is showing us a new direction. And when I think about my life, the, the one before that was like February 2009, and I took a new direction then too. So back in 2016, for me, it was about, I was in Costa Rica, and then I it was the new direction that was very, very predominant setting itself in front of me. So there's new things coming. There's new things to get excited about and start thinking about what you want to step forward into as Jupiter and the North Node conjunct. They're not going to be together as long because the nodes are going to change signs. Jupiter's going to move past the North Node. But these next few weeks, yes, for sure. Yes, very much. Jupiter and the North Node will meet. And then in July, the nodes will change signs and they'll go into Aries and Libra out of uh, Taurus and Scorpio. And we're going to see a different theme be surfacing in our lives. But it's very important now to connect with that Jupiter North node and be aware of what directions you want to take. So that's your, that's your homework for the week. What direction do you want to step into? Positive direction. Where do you want to be expansive? Where do you want to take your life to the next level and like secure this new direction? It's exciting. It is a very exciting thing when those two connect and it's very rare they don't get together very often like I said 2016 that was seven years ago and before that was 2009 and that was seven years before so maybe it's a seven-year thing but I'd have to go back and look more in the ephemeris as to when those things happened but it it's really really important to pay attention to these things now because it's um, it's a positive step in the right direction. And it's a little bit of an awakening. Jupiter is an awakener, right? And then Jupiter is eventually going to get close to Uranus, but not, not too close in these next months. Um, and that's an awakener as well. But um, 
uh, other astrologers that I've listened to in the last few months talk about Jupiter and Uranus coming together, like now, like this is all because they're both in the same sign. But I, I feel that they aren't really close yet. And don't worry, I'll tell you that I'm feeling it. So what you're going to start feeling is Jupiter to the North Node. And maybe after Jupiter and Pluto and Mars get out of this in these, in these next days, we'll really start to feel that initiation of Jupiter coming to the North Node. So spend a little time with yourself. Where do you want to go next? And really hone in on that. It's very important. I'm Deb McBride. This is the Golden Astrologer Podcast. I hope that you are going to tune in continuously because I'll have lots of goodies to talk about as things open up and progress over these next months. I am on the internet under thegoldenastrologer.com. That is my website. You can book a session with me on that website. Just click on book online. You can visit me on Instagram, the Golden Astrologer, and here I am on this podcast on a weekly basis, which is available where all podcasts are distributed and on my website. Now, uh, I am starting my mentorship program, Expansion Mentorship. And if you're interested in that, contact me, info at thegoldenastrologer.com or deb at debmcbride.com. And uh, the first five people who join me will be joining me at a nice discount. And I do fifth dimension Lemurian Reiki if you're interested in studying that or you are interested in having a session I provide with that so contact me for any and all of these things I wish you a beautiful week and I hope that you move through this Jupiter Pluto Mars with ease grace and flow I know Mars is like a very masculine energy and I'm telling you to do this in a feminine way but So step step into a balance, hold the duality, and I hope you have a beautiful week. Gratitude and love to all for listening. Thank you very much. See you next week.